Welcome to this week's episode of the Big Book Living Alive podcast, a weekly podcast showcasing the 1993 Big Book Seminar presented by Joe and Charlie in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I am your host, Brad S., and I am an alcoholic. This week's episode really does kind of mirror our modern society, our modern take on the fact that we cannot lose. Because what is represented and presented here is the spiritual awakening that creates our new freedom. It's not the after-school special, Will Timmy get to ask Jane out to the dance on Saturday? No, this is more Kobayashi Maru from Star Trek. This is the unwinnable situation that we always overcome. As I said, today's attitude is there is nothing we cannot do which is much different than when this book was originally written. So keep that in mind. There is nothing we cannot do if you use the program. Let's hear what Joe and Charlie have to say about a spiritual awakening. So evidently, it's evident that in Dr. Jung's opinion, the vital spiritual experience, the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery, is brought about through some kind of spiritual setting. Now, I have to stop and think about the humility of this doctor. He was either the second or the third most well-known psychiatrist in the world. You had Dr. Freud, you had Dr. Adler, you had Dr. Jung. Now, Dr. Jung was a student of Dr. Freud's, and they had fallen out. And the reason they had fallen out is Dr. Freud thought all answers would lie within the mind, Dr. Jung thought maybe spirituality had something to do with it, too. I'm sure glad that Roland got to Dr. Jung instead of Dr. Freud. Can't you just imagine this little doctor sitting there and saying, Roland, I can't help you anymore. With all my skills and everything I've got, I've done all I can do for you. You're going to have to hire a bodyguard, or you're going to have to be locked up, or you're going to die from alcoholism. And Roland said, are there no exceptions to this? And this doctor was a great enough man to say, yeah, once in a great while, people like you have had vital spiritual experiences and have recovered from that condition. And Roland says, well, since I'm a church member, I'll be able to do that. And Dr. Jung said, no, nah, it's not going to work for you anyhow. <laughs> You're probably <laughs> going to die before it's all over with. But Roland left there and came back. And he got into the Oxford groups. And through the Oxford Group Program of Action, he had a vital spiritual experience. He sobered up, never to drink again, and he died sober. He took it to Ebby. Ebby took it to Bill. Then Bill and Bob took it to the rest of us. Now let's stop and think about this information we've been looking at. You know, we saw where the problem came to us from a non-alcoholic neurologist in New York City named Dr. Silkworth. We see where the solution comes to us from a non-alcoholic psychiatrist on the other side of the world. And we see where the program of action comes to us from a group of people who were practicing first century Christianity and they were basically all non-alcoholic people. So everything that we have today in our program came to us from really 
non-alcoholic sources, Dr. Silkworth, Dr. Jung, and from the Oxford groups. And what's really amazing to me is Dr. Silkworth is in New York City and he knows the problem, but he doesn't have a solution for it. Dr. Jung's on the other side of the world and he's got the solution, yet he doesn't understand the problem. The Oxford groupers have got the program of action, but they don't know the problem or the solution either one. Surely, surely, God had something to do with this thing. Bill Wilson always said that his mind was used as a vessel. He said, I knew none of these things, and this information lodged in my head, and from that we were able to make the 12-step program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Surely God, God got tired of seeing things happen to us, and surely he decided to do something about it. And this information came to us literally from all over the world, Joe. You know, I always think about this story, and this means it so much to me, but here's a man, Roland, who has plenty of money. He's on the, he takes a cruise ship over there twice to stay with Dr. Dr. Yoon. Dr. Yoon knew that he had plenty of money. Psychiatrists today, if you go to a psychiatrist, they can keep you coming back. He could have said to Roland, Roland, I believe you have a volume deficiency. Take this prescription and keep coming back. But he didn't do that. He was humble enough to say, I've done all that I can do for you. You are completely hopeless. And if I were you, I would try to find me a vital spiritual experience somewhere because I can't bring this about in you. I've been trying to bring about certain, a certain amount of emotional rearrangements within you, but you're going to have to have a vital spiritual experience, something beyond human aid, and I've done all I can do. So that's when he came back and he joined the Oxford group and began to practice the six tenets of the Oxford group. And he had this vital spiritual experience or this change of attitude that he was looking for and brought that to Ebby. And Ebby did not know what the problem, I mean, he didn't know what the problem was either, but he brought Bill a solution. Bill was to, over here and he'd been going to see Dr. Silkworth and Silkworth had told him on two occasions what he thought the problem was. But he didn't know what the solution to that problem was either. Even Bill thought it was just self-knowledge. Turned out that it wasn't. All these things put together is are miracles to me. The miracle of Alcoholics Anonymous is that Bill was able to take all these pieces of information and it gelled in his mind and he was able to put it down in this book. And here we are today as a result of those ideas. Tremendous thing. God has to be working in this program. God had to be working in Bill's mind and in his heart in order to do this. Tremendous thing. We don't talk enough about the miracle of Alcoholics Anonymous because it's truly by God's grace and the miracle of Alcoholics Anonymous that we've just described that I'm sitting here today because you can't get from where I've been to this place. It cannot happen. You see, and I see that happening here with Bill and each and every one of us. This can't happen. I think the other thing that is so interesting is Bill came from East Dorset, Vermont. Ebby's people came from New York, but they had a summer place, and Ebby had gone to school up in Vermont and met Bill and knew Bill and drank with Bill in Vermont. Roland Hazard's people came from New Jersey. They had a summer place in Vermont. Roland was up at the summer place when he heard about Ebby Thatcher. Later on, when Bill met Dr. Bob, it turned out that Dr. Bob was just up the road from East Dorset, a place called Manchester, Vermont. Coincidence? As Joe says, is that odd? Or is that God? <laughs> I can almost see Bill. 
Now, as he writes chapter 2, finishes it up, he probably sits there and reviews to himself what he's done. He talks about, says to himself, I've shown them what the problem is in the doctor's opinion. We've given an example of the problem in my story, chapter 1. We've told them what the solution of the problem is, chapter 2. And he's almost seen saying to himself, they're not going to like that solution any more than I did. Bill didn't like the idea of the vital spiritual experience. Bill didn't like the idea of anything, any talk about God, period. He didn't like the idea of any religious terms, period. And I think he says to himself, maybe I better tell them a little bit more about alcoholism to convince them of what's going to happen to them if they don't find a vital spiritual experience. And he wrote another chapter, and he called it more about alcoholism. There was quite the confluence of events that made this program possible. You had people who were not even alcoholic, gave inspiration and input. You had doctors and psychiatrists that didn't necessarily understand or diagnose alcoholism in the early 1900s. And you had a spiritual group in the Oxford group that didn't necessarily want the alcoholics there. But they all contributed pieces and parts that gave Bill the ability to condense all that information and create this program. But he would never have been able to make that happen, nor would any of us be able to see recovery for long-term benefits and relief if we didn't have that spiritual awakening. The spiritual awakening that says we can change. We are not alone, and we have something bigger and more powerful than ourselves helping and guiding us, if we ask. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. If you'd like just the raw Joe and Charlie portion of the podcast, that is available on our Patreon site. The link to that is available on our website or in the pinned comment. Until next week, this is the Big Book Living Alive, Joe and Charlie podcast.